place. Dudes who bet sports. Dudes who bet sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes who bet sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes who bet sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. Another Monday, another uh, week in the books for college football, opening week of the NFL. Another good week, right? Oh, yes, and I'm looking forward to tonight. We got a lot to do. We got the NFL. We got tons to talk about in college football. And got some surprise questions at the end of the night if we have enough time that everybody looks forward to. So let's get after it. Hello, Bree. Good evening to you as well. And yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun show. I think if you watch the show on Sunday, uh, the, the Daily Show, the Sports Daily Show, they went four zero. By the way, great Sunday. But if you watch it, you could tell Papa Dude and I kind of wanted to talk college football a little bit more in depth because there was a lot that happened. Um, we'll get to do that tonight, and that's the good. You news bet. Thing. Boy, there is a lot going on. There is a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover. Uh, let's get right to it. Like I said, a jam-packed show. We do definitely want a time for questions at the end. Uh, so let's get right to it. Let's get right to the game tonight because there is a, a task at hand. Uh, the Broncos and the Seahawks going to kick off here in about an hour and 20 minutes live from uh, Seattle. Denver is a six-point favorite in this game. Miss Russell Wilson comes home. They were as high as seven. I've seen them at six and a half just today. Line now at six. What's your take on this one tonight? Well, you know, actually, I just got off Bavada, and it's seven again on okay. there. Yeah, wow. I just did it. And so so you can get anywhere from six to seven. You know, it just depends. Uh, I don't know. Is it just me? I have no interest in this game. I just I, – I guess it's probably just me. I don't know. Maybe I watched too much football this weekend. Uh-huh. I, think, I think these two teams are pretty boring normally you know yeah. uh, they should beat them i agree dennis the broncos should win this game i can't see why they wouldn't with seattle's uh quarterback situation i don't know the, the key is what do you think about the line uh, i'm inclined to take the under 44 because i don't think seattle's going to score very much you know i can't see them getting more than 17 points which means to get beat denver would have to score 28 Mm-hmm. And that's iffy too, I think. So I think if I was going to do anything, I'd take the under in this game. Yeah, a lot of new players, uh, obviously, uh, trying to mix. Uh, you know, not not new to Denver, but the new the whole with the qu- quarterback and the receivers and everything. Can they mix quick enough? Yeah. Um, I I just can't get over the fact that Drew Locke uh, was beaten out by Geno Smith, which means, gosh, Drew Locke is just awful, awful, awful. He's been the quarterback at Denver for a long time. I mean, it just, this is such an upgrade. I think Russell Wilson going home. I got a favor, Denver minus the six points here. Uh, but listen, we saw some weird uh, endings, or not just not just endings, but just games in general uh, yesterday. So we'll see. I'm going to take Denver here in this one. I, I think they got too much offense. All right. I think I think they're going to win. Yeah, it'll just be can they, can they cover. I, yeah, I and again trying to cover on the NFL on the road is tough. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Jason says he's ready for the cougar joke. Uh, hold on now, wait till we talk about some cougars and and uh, Dennis yeah, they we get right in there. Both uh, both uh, Dennis got one too. So just yes, go. yes. So when we get to the cougars, which we will when we get to college football. That's right. That's right. All right, let's go through the NFL here. 
Uh, week one of the NFL in the books after tonight. We got all but one game done. Uh, usually this opening weekend, we get two Monday night football games. We don't uh, tonight. So doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, so Thursday kicked it off. This felt like it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, the Bills destroyed the Rams 31 to 10. Uh, I think the overreaction here, kind of the theme of the show is going to be overreactions, and you can say if it's true or not. The overreaction is Bills are a shoe-in to win the Super Bowl. True or false on that one? Well, there's no such thing as a shoe-in after one week. Yeah. That is for sure. And I tell you what, after you see or in the NFL uh, overreactions, you just simply cannot do it. That first week, a lot of crazy things happen. Yeah. And uh, – so there is overreactions. I wouldn't say they're shooting to win the Super Bowl, but in my principles on a row, they're number one this week. I, I think uh, the next team that we'll get to in a little bit is a close second, but I thought I was so impressed with Buffalo. I thought they played great, and I've got them as number one on my list. Some people might argue with the number two team, which we'll get to here in a little while. On the other hand, on the failing list, I've got the Rams at number five. Some people may have them a little higher, but I didn't put them down that low because Buffalo's pretty good. So I so I, I put them at number five. But uh, this will be an interesting week coming up to see how the Rams react and uh, see if they can get back on the right foot. So I, I wouldn't worry about them yet. Yeah, I wouldn't bury the Rams uh, as well. I, I think they will they will bounce back out of that. And we'll just have to see. The Bills looked awfully good. I, I mean, right now, they, they are the favorites without any question. Uh, but they, they look very good. And, yeah, I, they they did exceed expectations this game, as Jason says. Yep. And I thought they really looked good. You know, I think Dennis is right. You know, the Bills look great. The Rams, I, they didn't look just, I mean, absolutely awful. No. Uh, it could have been a lot of what the Bills had to do, you know, in that game and, and what they did to them. So, I'm not ready to bury the Rams yet, but they got to improve, no doubt. Oh, yeah. That game. And I think they will. Um, all right, let's move on to the Sunday games. The Saints and the Falcons. This is just a great game after a great game. The Saints are way behind. They come back and win this thing uh, on a last-second field goal. Uh, one of the kickers, uh, there were two star kickers. This was one of them. Uh, man, what did you think about this one? Well, it was a great comeback because it looked like the Saints were going to be on the failing list for a long time. Yeah, they were getting looking down, Yeah, and looking down the road, um, this would have been a game, even though it's the first week of the season, you can't see the Saints being much better than 10-7, and 9-8, and eight, a fringe team into the playoffs, I think. Yeah. They lose this game to a team that's not supposed to be very good. That could have hurt them down the road. So the fact that they pulled that out is huge for the Saints uh, moving forward. Yeah, no question about it. Atlanta got way ahead. And I don't know what it is with Atlanta. They cannot hold leads. It doesn't matter who the coach is, who the quarterback is. They cannot hold leads. And that was just incredible to see them blow another one. How about this game? Well, we didn't really know the weather was going to be like it was. But uh, the Chicago Bears, let me say it again, the Chicago Bears absolutely dominated the San Francisco 49ers in the second half to pull off a 19 to 10 win. I think the field conditions and, and all and everything kind of this is a little bit of a throw out to some people, but what did you think about this one? Uh I thought the Bears would cover or would beat that spread. I thought they would. I think yep. San Francisco has big problems at quarterback. And I think it showed. Mm -hmm. Uh I saw that kid play a little bit last year. I thought he was terrible. 
I don't think he's the answer. I think you're going to see Garoppolo before long. Uh, when you look at the stats, uh, a couple of things stand out. One, the 49ers had 12 penalties in the game, and that's bad. They were in the uh, red zone three times and only scored once uh, as far as a touchdown goes. Yeah. So that's bad. Uh, so there were some things. Uh, when you look at the stats, the Bears only had 204 total yards. So San Francisco kind of beat themselves. Uh, but I've got them ranked number two on my list, failing list, These the uh, – 49ers. I got the Bears number eight on the principal's honor roll simply because I'd have rated them a little higher. But uh, when you look at the stats, they're kind of fortunate to win. Yeah, I definitely think it was a situation. They were at home and the weather was terrible and they were able to pull it out. Dennis reminds us the Bears were plus seven in this game. And so yeah. uh, a home dog with a win there. Uh, it was it was a heck of a game. It, uh, it, it was I mean, I shouldn't really say it was a heck of a game. It was a heck of a surprise. It was. Uh, it, it Jason mentioned the red zone. I've got the red zone as well. And it just in the second half, it's like, oh, my God, the Bears, they're going to win this game. Yeah. They kept, you know, so pretty crazy. All right. Talking to crack crazy. <laughs> this one was out of control. The Steelers went 23 to 20 in overtime over the Bengals. I don't even know where to begin. The Bengals were awful. Joe Burrow was awful in this well, game. Despite all of that, they had multiple chances to win and couldn't. They got an extra point block that would have won the game uh, at the last second. They they missed field goals that would have won the game. High snaps, laces out, Dan, not laces in. Uh, incredible, incredible win for the Steelers. Finally get the job done in overtime. I, I don't even know what to think about this game moving forward. Well, on the other, we're going to go on the other side of things from the Saints. This is a game the Bengals are going to look at down the road. This is a game that they needed to win. Yeah. Uh, because their division is going to be difficult for them to win. Baltimore's pretty good. Uh, Cleveland got a big win yesterday. They needed this game because the Steelers are not very good. They won the game. You've got to give them credit. After Cincinnati missed that gimme field goal to win the game in overtime, 23-20. Pittsburgh yeah. took it right down the field and kicked their field goal and won it. And that's what the Steelers do. So this is a tough loss for the Bengals. When who would have thought Joe Burrow would throw four interceptions? I, I mean, that was staggering. Four interceptions and a fumble. He turned it over five times. Yes, Pittsburgh hey. won the turnover battle five to nothing, and, and they're shooting overtime. Fumble. And luck to win this game. And they still would have lost if they could make an extra point. Yeah. Bengals can make an extra point. The Bengals had 488 yards total offense, and Pittsburgh had 282. So they outgained them 200 yards, lost the turnover over battle zero to five, and still could have, should have won the game. So this is a bad loss. Don't write them off yet, though. The thing with the Bengals, they have a very, very difficult schedule. This was a game they needed. I think this game will, is the one that will come back and haunt you because of what you just said with the schedule. It's much tougher this year. It does suck. T.J. Watt got hurt. I think he's going to be out for a while. Torn pack, maybe the season for him. I kind of agree with Dennis. The, the Bengals played about as bad as you could play and still should have won the game, could have won the game, however you want to phrase it. So, I don't know what that says for the Steelers, you know, probably that they're not great, but it's a game I think we all assumed the Bengals would win. 
and a lot of us thought they would cover. So uh, it, they're going to have to rebound from that game. It's just it's a bad loss. There's no other way around it. You can't you cannot lose at home. No. So you tough cannot. loss there. All right, uh, this one got exciting at the end. The Eagles kind of were blowing out the Lions. The Lions rushed back late. Uh, the, the Eagles had to convert a fourth and one to ice this game, but solid win is how I would describe this. Yeah. The Eagles. Anytime you go on the road and, and you win, it's good, right? You better believe it. And isn't this kind of the MO of the Lions get way behind and then make this closing dash at the end and everybody on the Detroit fans, oh man, they got spirit. They don't ever yeah. quit. Well, there's still an L in the loss column for the yeah. Lions. I thought they might win this game. I was pretty confident they would. I don't know if they're any better than they were last year. I think we're going to have to, some of us, not me, are going to have to realize Jalen Hurts is a little bit better than what we think he is. He had a great day yesterday, a tremendous day. I know it's Detroit, and there's other games to go. But you know what? His stats are pretty good, and that was a good win for Philly, a really good win. Yeah, it was a really good win, and Hertz did play very well in the game. And uh, yeah, the Lions are kind of like Gufo of uh, horse racing. They just they they always seem like they're going to get there and hardly ever do. Yeah. They close late, but they couldn't get the job done. Right. I, I'm with you. They looked awful for a lot of this game until that big comeback. So, uh, yep, yeah, good win for the Eagles. One and zero. Jesse says the Pats sharded. My goodness, they were awful in this game. Uh, the, the Dolphins jump out to a uh, 17 to nothing lead, hold on to win 20 to seven. They were not good in the second half uh, of this game, but we were worried about the Patriots coming into the season. They didn't, they look pretty helpless. It's not yeah. like Miami went up and down the field on them. So that's good. But this offense in new England is putrid. And it's been putrid now for the last five or six games last season. Yeah. And now to this one. So they've got some issues. Uh, didn't I see where Mac Jones left the game, got hurt? I think uh, he, I was not watching at that time, but yeah, I think he did leave the game. I don't know what his status is going to be. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I, oh, I see. I've got it written down here. Maybe hurt. You know, you go anywhere and only score seven points, you're going to get beat. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was a very, very good win for Miami, though, with all the hype that they've had going into the season. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if they laid an egg. Yeah. And they didn't. They won. They won convincingly. This is a good win for them. And they've made the principal's honor roll for me. I, this was a good start for the Dolphins. So here's an overreaction that, that Dennis has right now. He says that he believes that the Dolphins are going to win the AFC championship. What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I'm not ready to go there yet. No. Uh, because they kind of they kind of got to handle the Bills first in their own division. And I don't know if they're as good as the Bills. But it's a good win for them. Uh, by the way, Tyreek Hill had eight catches for 94 yards. Mm -hmm. You know, a big explosion. But there he is for 94 yards. Tua was 23 of 33, 270 yards, two TDs. Their defense played well. They're pretty solid. Yeah, I thought they looked very good. What Jason says is correct. He said, look at the under for the Patriots games. He's right. They have no weapons. They have no explosive players. It, no. It, it, it's, it's bad. So we'll see yeah. if they can bounce back. They, we know they're well coached. We'll see if they can bounce back. 
the Ravens beat the Jets 24 to 9. That's a very strong win on the road. I know it's the Jets, doesn't matter. They never look like they're going to lose the game. I thought that was a good good first game for the Ravens. Yes. Uh any any comment on the Ravens? I think you hit it right on the head. Solid. Solid in every way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we talked about this game Jacksonville and Washington maybe being uh uh kind of a why would anybody watch this game? And it really had a good ending though. Uh Washington got ahead. The Jaguars made some mistakes that really killed them, uh, but they came back, they got the lead, and then the the commanders win at with the last couple of minutes there with a touchdown pass and were able to hold off Jacksonville. I don't know. You got anything exciting well, to say about this one? I think you got to pack uh, Pat Washington on the back. They got to win at home. They needed to get it. Yeah. Uh, when we get to Dallas here in a minute, we'll talk about the N- NFC East a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but Suddenly, with Dallas and all of their problems, uh, that NFC East is wide open. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia, I, you know, and the Giants have both won. We'll talk about them as well here in a second. But mm-hmm. it's good when you're the commanders, any win is a good win. That's the way I look at it. Um, so, right. yeah, good job. This was a great game. I watched all of this one the Browns and the Panthers. Uh, it really uh, just Mayfield started awful and then played much better in the second half. Panthers a furious rally. They took the lead 24 to 23. They got a questionable call on the final drive uh, against them. And the Browns were able to sort of get into field goal rage. It took a 58 yarder from a rookie kicker and the Browns made it. That's the, the least Browns thing ever. I didn't think there's any chance they would make it. The Browns win 26 to 24. The Browns look just like always run the ball. Quarterback can't really do much. And I thought Mayfield looked better uh, in this game than he had, of course, last season with the Browns for sure. What did what your kind of your takeaway from from another really good game? Yeah, it was. I didn't watch it. I followed it. Uh, That's maybe sick. You know, they made a great comeback. Would have been a great story and a good kickoff for Baker in Carolina. My thoughts on it must be, or this, uh, Carolina must not have a very good run defense because. That was a problem. Yep. Yeah. Cleveland was able to run the ball on them. It sounded like Kareem Hunt had a good game too mm-hmm. uh, for the Browns. We know the Browns have talent. Uh, that's a good win for them. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, God, he's, what, who's the quarterback? I can't think. Oh, Watson. Watson. He's out for what? Eleven games. Yeah. I think that's too many for the Browns to hang in there. But any win they can get out of these first eleven, you know. Yeah. Let's say they let's say they somehow are five and six, six and five after those eleven games, and he comes back and he can play. You know, they could they could get in there. That that's a good win for them, any way you put it. It's a big win for sure for the Browns. And like I said, I, I think they're gonna be a lot like last year. they they just don't have any kind of playmaking ability at the quarterback position. But he did the thing that I was didn't think he could do. He did not turn the ball over. That was the key. Brissett did not turn it over. And if you do that, the Browns are going to have a chance against a lot of teams right. because that running game is very good. Uh, yeah, Carolina and, and Jason, you're right. I mean, Baker in the first half, I was like, well, I mean, maybe he's not going to do anything this year and that's it. And then in the second half, he played a great half. So I, it's Jekyll and Hyde, but uh, bad yeah. loss for Carolina. Yeah. A good win for the Browns. For it tells me Carolina's got some defensive problems, I think. Well, I, I think they do against the run for sure. They 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 allowed him uh, Chubb and and Hunt, like you said, to run all over him. But that's a very good running team as well. It is. Um, all right, Colts Texans. I 
This is nobody wanted to win it. Nobody could do anything. Uh, you know, nobody could make field goals. This was this was a crazy game. The Texans were dominating. The Colts, as you can see, scored 17 points in the last uh, quarter to tie this thing up, and then nobody can get. I mean, the Colts. How disappointing is this uh, for the Indianapolis? Colts? Oh, it is an awful tie. It's yeah. not a loss. It's better than a than a loss, but. They have to rally and score 17 points. You have all the momentum going into overtime, and you can't win against Houston. Yeah. Uh, that's another game. They come back and bite them. It's it's crazy. Mattingly uh, says, yeah, the Colts, uh, disappointing team. Ryan, Ryan fumbled four times, lost one. Defense didn't show up. Mackie, man, it's interesting. He says the Colts are now 0-8-1 in the last nine years of week one. So it just shows you. It's kind of like the – Atlanta can't hold the lead. The Colts can't win week one. I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah. I I, I was dumbfounded. I thought they're going to get beat double digits. Yeah. Texans, and they should have. Uh, Texans blew it. But Well, you know, Aaron says uh, most disappointing team of the week. Aaron, there are a ton of disappointing teams. I can't rank them number one because they didn't lose. That's that's the only reason why you can't. Yeah, they didn't lose. I've got one that I think's the worst. We're gonna get to in a minute. Uh, but yeah, that's they they weren't great. Let's put it that. No, way. it's very they're very disappointing for sure. And if there weren't so many of the others, they they might have been number one on my list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Dennis loved the Giants in this game as Mike Somich had, or Dennis had a money line. Mike Somich had him plus the five and a half. Yep. Giants win it twenty one to twenty. Dennis counting his lucky stars. Speaking of kickers, a terrible kick to end this game of the Titans. They should have won it, uh, but they missed the field goal. The Giants win their first game of the year. Uh, I mean, what do you think about this? Are the Giants better? Are they decent? Or did Tennessee just kind of lose this one? The takeaway I get out of this game is uh, Barkley seems to be healthy. Yeah. And he hasn't been 164 yards and 16 carries. Listen, if he's healthy, they've improved their offensive line uh, a lot in the offseason. Uh, that's a huge win. And I don't know that I've ever seen an opening week where kickers have been so bad across the board. I mean, there's just so many games. They couldn't make yeah. one. And then, and then Carolina's on the other side of it. So this is a tough loss for the Titans. And this is, as we said, it's early. But you lose a game like this, you've got to win these games at home. You have to if you're a playoff team. But suddenly, and again, we'll get into all this when we get to Dallas, the Giants, that's a huge win. That is a huge win because everybody, for the most part, had that down as a loss, except uh, our man Dennis. That's right, Dennis. And it's Samich. Got to give Samich some credit on that well, as well. He, did, he just had to spread. Dennis had Yeah, to but he thought he thought that, well, yes, but he did think the Titans were not going to be that great this year. Right. I'll tell you what, NFL, you lose one you shouldn't. Now you, now basically you're going to have to win a game maybe you shouldn't. So we'll, we'll see what happens, see if the Titans can bounce back. Speaking about the back and speaking to the teams that are just terrible week one, the Packers lay an oh. egg again in week one. The Vikings just dominated this from start to finish. Rodgers looked terrible. They, they yeah. dropped passes. I, I mean, I'm not going to overreact and say Green Bay is dead because we saw him play worse last week yeah. or last year, I should say, and come back and win uh, in week two and go on to a great season. But this this was not a great start for the Packers. No, and this game was never in doubt. No. They got dominated. And uh, now 
Green Bay had three offensive linemen out. Makes a difference. Yeah. First game, new receivers, whatever you want to say. This was a good old-fashioned ass-kicking by the Vikings. And the Vikings were on the fringe of being pretty good last year. They lost some tough games, had a tough schedule. Uh, a lot of people now are on the bandwagon for them. They were impressive yesterday. Uh, Justin Jefferson, receiver, wow, what a day he had. And Cousins was very, very good. So that is a huge win for the Vikings, and we'll see what they can do down the road. Yeah, Mackie Man says new offense could be sneaky and might be a, you know, kind of the dark horse Super Bowl contender. I don't, I'm not going to go that far yet, but they definitely look better. Uh, let's see if Kirk Cousins can kind of keep that going. Um, we'll see what happens. Mattingly thinks they can win the division. And certainly after you beat a team like Green Bay like that, you, you start to think that yeah. I, I'm going to lean towards no, still, I don't have faith in Kirk Cousins just yet. But right. Let's look at was, the schedule real quick. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Because that's going to make a big difference. Yep. All right. They got a huge game this week. At Philadelphia. Okay, that's a toss-up type game. Yeah. Uh, they win there. Then they got Detroit yeah. at home. They've got uh, – they go to London and play New Orleans, which is better than playing them in New Orleans. Toss-up, though. It is. Then they got the Bears at home. Yeah. So let's say they beat Philly. They And then win those other three. They could be 5-0 and oh going down to Miami. And then they got the Cardinals at home. They got Washington on the road. They do have to play Buffalo on the road. So there's some games in there that are tough. But winning against Green Bay is always good in your division. So uh, I'm not ready to say that either because I've seen Green Bay lay an egg many, many times early in the season. They get better. Yeah. So I'm not ready to say it either, but that was a good win. And Dennis says uh, he liked his tweet saying Rodgers is down, Rodgers fumbles the ball, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I totally agree with you on that one, Dennis. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you you read you read off some of those games and it's like, well, they're the Vikings. And in the past, some of those games where it's like, yeah, they're toss-ups. They could win those. They, they tend to lose them. That's right. Um, so that's kind of why, while I do think they obviously have the upper hand uh, in the division, I'm not quite ready to, to crown them yet. I want to see not yet. You know, will they go over to London and beat the Saints? They may not. And the you Saints never know. So, yeah. yeah, those are games that we just don't know. Yeah, for sure. All right. One thing we do know, the Chiefs looked back to their old 2018, 19, 2020 ways in this one. Score every time you get the ball. Not a lot of, you know, showing off and being assholes like they, they were last year. Just all business. This was a dominant win. I don't know. The Cardinals looked like a team coached by the worst coach probably in football, even if you're looking back to the peewee division. So that could have been a part of it. But the Chiefs look dominant in this game. I totally agree. I probably should have put them as number one yeah. on the honor roll. I just felt like Buffalo beat a better team mm -hmm. than Kansas City did, and that's why I put the Chiefs second. Mahomes, 30 for 39, five touchdowns. He looked like a million bucks. Uh, is it because, like you said, is it because the Chiefs are that good or the Cardinals are that bad? Because uh, I think the Cardinals – okay, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. This is an overreaction, maybe. I think Kingsbury is going to be the first coach fired. 100% agree. I think he's the worst coach in the history of the NFL. I think he is god-awful, to quote you, and something you would say. Yeah. 
I, he's the worst. And, and they looked completely like clueless on what to do yeah. on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So they did. Uh, Murray looks disinterested to me. Uh, I think, I don't think he gets along with Kingsbury or he might think Kingsbury is a joke. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole team does. This was one of the strangest hires when they hired him. I remember when they hired him, I'm thinking, why? Yeah. What has he done to deserve an NFL head coaching job? It was really a weird, yeah, weird, uh, hire. Um, Jason, you might be right. The difference is rule actually uh, succeeded at the college level. Right. This guy didn't. And uh, it was just, it's a strange, strange, it was always a strange hire to me. And I got a Pat Dennis again on the back. He said, if the Cardinal game went over the spread, the Chiefs would have the minus six easy. And he was correct, but he didn't bet either one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Mackie, man, we've said this so many times over the years. Uh, whether it be, you know, just my dad and I, you know, riding a car together, making fun of Cliff yeah. Kingsbury or do it, saying it on the show. If you have to, if you're a Texas tech and you have Pat Mahomes and you go five and seven, yeah, you, you're one of the all time worst coaches. And, and that's what happened. Yeah. He got fired at Texas tech because he couldn't win with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. That's not, that's a fact. And then yeah. he got hired in the NFL after that. This is crazy. Yeah. That this guy has this job. He went to USC as the offensive coordinator, but he never coached, right? Correct. They hired. He got hired for this job after he got hired as the USC offensive coordinator. Yeah, which I thought was a good hire for USC because I think as a coordinator, offensive coordinator, he probably was is fine, but he's not a head coach. You just look at what Texas Tech was before he got there, right? Yeah. They were good, and then he got there, and they went completely yeah. downhill every year was worse than the year before yeah. his lot like said he he got fired going five and seven with patrick mahomes and then all of a sudden he's got the cardinal job it's it's it, it, it makes no sense. yeah it makes no sense no all right enough of that rant all right let's move on here chargers and the raiders uh the chargers went at 24 to 19 this was not like the craziest game you no. thought it might be like i thought this would be wild back and forth Yes, a, I dare I say a little boring compared to the expectations, but still, this is a good win for the Chargers. I would have never guessed forty-three total points. No, never. so that's a very that's a good win though for the Chargers. These are the kind of games they sometimes lose. That's a good start for them. Yeah, and the Chargers and Chiefs play Thursday night, and I think we'll get a better gauge of what the Chiefs are when they play the Chargers. Uh, that's be a hell of a game. It's in Kansas City. You know that thing is going to be rocking. Yep. Uh, should be a really fun game. So we'll yeah, see Chargers Chiefs Thursday night. Kind yeah. of get a better gauge on both of them, let's say. Well, the thing is, uh, Herbert plays well against Kansas City. He does, yeah. But I, they ain't beating the Chiefs if they play like they did last night. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. think so. They looked very good. I think, Jason, I, I can't remember. I think it was you that commented. It was like, yeah, the Chiefs may be my Super Bowl team after week one. I don't think anybody's arguing. They look great. Um, Let's see what they do against uh, the Chargers. I think it'll be a tougher test. All right, last game. I was so excited for this game. We'd watch watch football all day. It'd been great. It's like, God, this might be one of the best ones yet. The Cowboys had other plans. This this was – if they're not number one on your list – well, I don't know. There are some bad college teams too, but they were – that's that's one of the worst teams – or one of the worst games I've ever seen an NFL team play last night. So bad. 
Oh, no question. I've got a failing list for both the NFL okay. and college. They are number one. Um, they were god awful. <laughs> and I didn't think Tampa Bay was very good either. I thought they looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> And I guarantee you that uh, Brady is pissed for all the opportunities they had to score touchdowns and they had to kick field goals. And I kept thinking they should be ahead like 28 to three at the half. And it was only 12 to three. I think it was. And I kept thinking Dallas is going to come back and take advantage of this. Uh, Prescott was horrible. Um, He looked like he used to look. Then he got hurt, and now he's out for multiple weeks. It said this morning. Yeah, are they buried? I, I never even heard of the of their backup quarterback. I can't even remember his name. I can't. I saw it this morning. I never heard of the guy. <laughs> never heard of him. Yeah, it, this was this was crazy. Uh, yeah, Jason is right between the raspy Collinsworth voice. Poor guy was struggling last night. I, I actually about half I went up and I was saying, I'll watch the rest of this one in bed and I did not make it to the to the end of it either. I fell asleep. It 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 was it was bad. Uh Dennis is right. Like the Cowboys defense held him in the game. Yeah, you're right, Dennis. They did. But my God, this this offense was just awful. Well, look, they don't have any weapons anymore. Yeah. Other than Lamb, and when you don't have somebody to compliment him. Double team him. Yeah. They didn't sign Cooper. Yeah. Uh yeah, they, they really look bad. Uh and losing Prescott, what are they gonna do? You know, yeah. you have to think they're gonna go in the tank, which opens it up the east for the Giants. All three of those teams, really, because they're all pretty equal. Maybe Washington may be a notch below the Giants and the Eagles, but suddenly what looked like an easy Dallas uh division win. Now is a free for all. Yeah, I would say the Giants and, and the Eagles right now are the favorites for that thing. So, uh, and the Eagles being a heavy favorite at, at this point. I, I uh, should mention before we go on to the uh, to to the college football ranks here. Uh, Thursday night, definitely need to watch Slim and Samich. They will be on a half a Thursday night of that Chiefs Chargers game we talked about. That will be a fun show. Maybe Jared will join uh, and we'll get his uh, emotional reactions right at the half to the Chiefs. And the Chargers. That's going to be a lot of fun. Last thing before we go on to college, Garoppolo to Dallas. What do you think? Whoa, now that's interesting, Aaron. That's very interesting. If I was Dallas, you know Dallas is all over the place this morning trying to find a quarterback. They're they're going everywhere trying to find one. I would certainly think so. The only thing that uh, the only thing I would worry about. I think San Francisco might need a quarterback after week yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to get him. They may not be motivated to 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 trade him until they see Lance for another couple of weeks. But that would be what Dallas needs. They need a Jimmy Garoppolo. They need something. They've got um, to have a stabilizer of some kind, yeah. uh, and he would be he would be okay there. And they might be able to save their season, you know, and go eight and nine, nine and eight, which might win the NFC East. Yeah. But, and the other thing is they can't mortgage their future for him. You know what I'm saying? It depends on what they could get him for. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater could be another one that could come Where's in there. Now, is he in Denver? Uh, no, I don't know where he went. Um, boy, I'm not sure. He was in Denver last year. I don't know where he's at now. Uh, no. hey, how about this? Is, is Dak Prescott any good, really? 
I've never thought he was very good. I, I I'm worried. Last yeah, year. I'm worried that he they don't have a quarterback all of a sudden, even when he is healthy. Yeah. He looked pretty good. All right, let's move on to college. The okay. game we were at live and in person, Oklahoma wins it 33-3. to um, It was not a good first half at all. OU was only ahead 7-3. to They had to score in the final minute to be ahead 7-3. to It was a very good second half. And even, I will say, for the third quarter, it was great. Yeah. And then the fourth quarter, they kind of let off the gas, played a lot of subs. So, I, I don't I still have no idea what OU is at this point. No, I don't either. You've said it many times, and I don't have a read on them either. They're a totally different type of team, I will say this. Uh, they're not the explosive offensive Oklahoma teams that we've seen. They're more of a smash mouth, but they aren't being able to smash mouths very good at the moment. They're they're trying to establish a running game. Uh, I was listening to Gabe Eichert, former offensive lineman who knows a lot about OU today, and he was explaining some stuff that the offensive line was just messed up a lot of stuff. So he expects that to get corrected. Kent State played well, and uh, it was uh, more scary than I thought it was going to be for sure. So I don't know either. Uh, last week in college football, you get a win and you get out of there. And yeah. it was one of those crazy, crazy weeks. Um, so the jury's out on the Sooners. We'll just have to see. They are 2-0, and and we better just take it for what it's worth. Yeah, so Dennis says, okay, take me through the first half. This is basically what happened. OU tried to run the ball and couldn't, and then just kept trying to run and run and run, trying to establish a running game and never could. Yeah. And basically they would have got shut out the first half, but they got the ball back with like a minute to go, and they had to throw it, and, and Dylan Gabriel took them right down the field. They, get, they got Marvin Mims going. And they scored, but really the other possessions, they, they hardly ever threw the ball. It was right. all running. Um, and so they came out second half and they, they played pretty aggressive in the third quarter. And then they kind of backed it off again. They did get the running game going a little bit in the third quarter, but it definitely was kind of the offensive coordinator saying we're running the ball. I don't care. They think stop us all night. We're going to run the ball. And, so, and, and it was, it was obvious. They were not ready to play. No which happens a lot in games of this kind. And the running backs did not run hard in the first half, and they ran much harder in the second half. So it was a general thing where, you know, Kent State, we're going to kill them. And yeah. Kent State was better than I thought they were going to be. They had athletes, had a quarterback that was pretty good. And so uh, that's kind of what happened. Uh, and, again, I think they could have scored 50, but they really uh, took their – foot off the throttle in the fourth quarter. One thing I think we've kind of learned, they've got three or four receivers that are good, and then that second group didn't look great because they could have scored a couple times uh, when they put that second group in in the fourth quarter and things got kind of messed up. I, I don't – again, I really don't know what OU is. Okay. I don't think they're bad, but I – No, they're not bad. I don't – I really don't know what nope. they are. Uh, but we'll see. Go to Nebraska this week. Uh, and their coach We'll talk about Nebraska here at depth in a little while. Yes, that's right. Um, the same second half happened with Riley. Well, you know, maybe not because it didn't last year when they had poor first halves. They have poor second halves as well. I, I don't Okay, know. I'm going to just throw this out just to be mean. Uh -huh. Maybe the first half wouldn't happen with Riley. That uh, could be true as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, well, the one thing about it, Riley never really tried to establish a running game. No, he so, would have been throwing it all over the yard. Yeah, so maybe that's part of it. And maybe that'll pay dividends later on in the season. We'll see, hopefully. All right, let's go into the – I mean, there were a lot of upsets, a lot of surprises. I don't think anything was more surprising than this game. Alabama, man, they were on the ropes. They, they for all intents and purposes, they should have lost this game. Texas should have beat them. They squeak it out 20-19 to on a last-second field goal on that drive. Bryce Young is sacked. They've got him dead to right, and he made a Heisman-type play, got away, made a scramble, and got them into field goal range. I, I, I am just – I'm flabbergasted by this one. What is the – is Alabama not as good? Is Texas a lot better than we thought? Is it both? Like, what What happened? Well, in this game? It's probably a, maybe a little bit of both. I, you know, we, we all have Alabama on a pedestal, and they deserve it for, for what they've done. Uh, but it's only two games. Uh, they weren't very good at times last year, really all season. Uh, it's not wasn't just early. In the regular season, they could have lost two or three times. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't remember. They should have lost to Auburn in the Iron Bowl, and they would have never been in the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot. Maybe they're not. Uh, and then on the other hand, I think Texas is better. Now, the thing that surprised me the most is the fact that Texas stopped them. That shocked me. I thought the game would be close for a good part of the first half, and then I just thought Alabama would run over Texas and beat them 41 to 20 or something of that nature. And they just never could get anything going offensively. Texas shut them down. And that's the most surprising thing to me. Uh, was the fact that they could not blow Texas off the ball. So either they weren't prepared uh, mentally, uh, they made a lot of mistakes, had a lot of penalties, but the fact that they couldn't move the ball on that Texas defense, which was bad last year, it's an indication that Texas's defense is better. So um, this was a hard one for me. Uh, Aaron Mattingly is an OU fan. Mm-hmm. I absolutely could not root for Texas. I hate Alabama. I was torn. I mean, I'd have been happy either way, but I'm a lot happier that Texas lost. <laughs> well, he brings it up, and Rob brings up, what was it a safety? Was it an incompletion? I can tell you this, the Alabama announcers, that's who we were watching. We were yes. driving through the game. They thought it was a safety. So, uh, I, I mean, if your own announcers think it, I'm yep. not sure. Um, listen, they got bad calls, I think, in this game. Texas did. And yep. the quarterback, we didn't even talk about that. They were moving the ball. The quarterback gets hurt in the first yep. quarter of this game. Yeah. Texas should have won the game. They were the better team in this game. And, again, is it Texas? Are they finally actually back? Or is it just Alabama didn't play well or they're not that good? I, I don't know. I really don't I think know. it's a mixture of both. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll. That's why you play nine more or ten more games. That's right. We want to find out. Uh, So, if I was an Alabama fan, I wouldn't be jumping off the cliff because, again, you win the rest of your games. Nobody's going to remember this one. Yeah, Uh, I mean, for for Bama, they got out of it. Yeah, they won't. They improve out of it. I mean, they're going to have to say at the end of the game, let's. Let's get out of Dodge or something. Let's get out of here. Take this win and get out of here or something. Yeah, no, Alabama wins it and let's pack up and get out of Dodge is what their announcer said. A great line. I loved it. Um, Yeah. Very funny line from their. Uh, Again, 
you know, here's the other thing, too. When you're Alabama, you're going to get everybody's best shot. Yeah. And it's early in the season. They don't have everything in sync yet. Texas is Texas. They have athletes. And if they somehow could get on the same page, they can go toe-to-toe with you athletic-wise. And I think that's a little bit of what happened. So I've got them on my principal's honor roll. First time ever a team that's lost makes the principal's honor roll at number five, Texas. I mean, that's – They were impressive. Yeah. Uh, It's really, really incredible to think that. It it really is. And and listen, for Texas, all their goals are still intact. Oh, yeah. They went out, they will be in the playoff for sure. No doubt. It's It's a lock. Yep. So they really didn't lose much, uh, no. even though they did lose the game. Yeah. Um, you know, in the end. So, all right. Yeah. I hate to say it, but they looked, they looked, they looked good. And it's hard for yes, me to did. Yeah. But uh, all right. Let's move on to some other ones here. Georgia beat Sanford 33 to nothing. That had to be just a real exciting game. Uh, Ohio State beats Arkansas State 45 to 12. Another one. Um, probably pretty, pretty boring game. They got way ahead, nothing to nothing in the fourth quarter. Tells me they played a lot of subs. Uh, Michigan beats Hawaii 56 to 10. This game was out of hand in like the first minute of the game. It felt like they didn't. (laughs) Clemson beats Furman 35 to 12. That's not as impressive. No, (laughs) this team, they just don't have offense still. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Now, Here's the first biggie, the first big upset. Appalachian State lost to North Carolina the first week, 63-61. to 61. An incredible game. They go to Texas A&M, and they win 17-14. to 14. The Aggies go down again in a game they shouldn't. What do you think about the poor old Aggies? I love it. I Aggie love too. it. This is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> When are, when are we going to learn? Now, there's a lot of questions here. Number one, they have these fantastic recruiting classes. Uh-huh. They have one of the, well, a lot of people think they're wrong, greatest coaches in the world, Jimbo Fisher. Right. Why can't they beat Appalachian State? The other thing we were talking about, why don't they ever get a quarterback? Yeah. They don't ever have one. My thing with Jimbo is this. I think everybody loves him because his name's Jimbo. <laughs> he's got to be a great football coach if his name's Jimbo. And yeah. then he's only had one good, great team ever. Yeah. They weren't that good at Florida State. No. They had a great he had, quarterback. He had Winston. It was kind of a down year. I, Alabama wasn't very good that year. Yeah. And so, and that's fine. They took advantage of it. But, uh, I'd say there's a lot of bitching going on in College Station about old Jimbo, for sure. Uh, I'm shocked at the point total. That's what shocks me. Yeah, they hold Appalachian State to 17 and get beat. You know, I I just I don't get that. So this was a shocker. Obviously, they don't have the offense again. They didn't last year. And what this does again? Don't overreact yet, because after Arkansas killed them last year they came back and beat alabama i believe the very next week yeah they got better yeah yeah they got better they'll come off of this but what i'm getting at is this sets the stage for arkansas to maybe pass them in the uh, sec west well they certainly look like they're gonna have better shot of doing that now than they did uh you know 
uh, one week ago. That's yep. for sure. Jason says Kingsbury or Jimbo, who gets fired first? I, I don't think they can fire Jimbo. I think his buyout is, is oh, astronomical. So. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and you know because of two other horrible teams are lost. AM's only third on the failing list. But here comes number two. Well, because Appalachian State is a decent team. I'm not sure Marshall is. Uh, yeah, we'll move on. Marshall beats Notre Dame 26 to 21. My goodness, they kind of dominated this game. I mean, I went back and kind of rewatched some of it. They they pretty much did what they wanted. Notre Dame is 0-2. Man, after a decent performance week one at Ohio State, Marshall goes to South Bend and wins. What do you think of this? Well, we said on Thursday, or I did, that this was a, a kind of a trap game for the Irish coming off the Ohio State game. And uh, a Marshall team that's that's decent, it's hard to get up for them after that, you know? And when you don't have any offense, and it looks like they don't have enough anyway, you're vulnerable. Yep. I thought they would win, but I, I, the, the point spread at 20 and a half, was, I didn't know for sure that they would cover that. I thought they'd win it, but they didn't. I suppose it was, what, 26-14, and they scored late to make it 26-21? Yeah, yeah. So it really wasn't that close. And uh, they're number two on the failing list. I think you can probably guess who's number one. But, uh, yeah, this is – the you know, their, their season's over as far as uh, – national championship aspirations go it's done they're done their seasons yeah it's done and and i tell you it this was just not a good performance by notre dame at all and and we kept checking the score and it's like yeah they're behind they're still behind they're still behind yeah. well they're gonna lose <laughs> so we just kept uh just in shock uh checking the score and like I said watched it back they just did not look good at all well, uh, they- rob white asked the question would appalachian state win the big 10 west Oh, that is a great question, Rob. I think Rob is on to something here. Let's see. The Big Ten West, the favorite all every year is Wisconsin, right? Fuck. They're down. Let me, let me look real quick here. Okay, here's the Big Ten West. All right, let's go through them. Wisconsin, they could beat them. Yes. Iowa, they would beat them. Iowa sucks, yep. Uh, Purdue, they can beat them. I would think they could beat Purdue. Yes. Yeah. Toss uh, They probably beat Georgia Southern by 30 last year. Appalachian State probably did. Nebraska, yeah, I think they beat Nebraska. Yeah. Minnesota, which suddenly Purdue and Minnesota may be the favorites in the Big Ten West. Northwestern for sure. Yeah. Illinois for sure. So, yeah, they could. They could win it. They could win it. Yes. Incredible. It is a good question. Yeah, I think Appalachian State could win the Big Ten West. Um, they, how many beat, points- they beat Georgia Southern 27 to 3 last year. Well, so you were, you said 30, 24. So you were yep. close. So, wow. Uh, all right, let's move on. BYU Baylor. This was a hell of a game. Uh, another game. Kickers couldn't make a kick. BYU had a chance, couldn't do it. They finally do it, though. 26 yep. to 20. They beat Baylor. Big win for BYU. Now they go to Oregon. So this was yeah. test number one, and they passed it. What are they up to? I think that – what are they, 10th this week, I believe? I no, are oh, the They are? I think they're 12th. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Uh, they are. They're 12th. They are 12th. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll be in the top 10 if they win this week. Uh, great win for them. I thought Baylor showed they are very good. 
to hang in there like that. Uh, Could have won it. Uh, so those are two really, really good teams. I think it's very interesting that Baylor lost, but they didn't drop very far. Yeah. They're still in the top 25 at number 17. So great, uh, big, huge game with Oregon this week. And we'll find out if Oregon's any good. Yeah. They BYU better be. Oregon. They better be, or BYU might beat them. And uh, you know what? We said we said on the uh, pre preview show for college this year, they have the schedule to make the playoffs if they can win them all. So huge game this week. Jason says it. Go Cougs. Cougars win right. it. A big win for the Cougars. And uh, we always like it when the Cougars win on this show. So 26-20 right. win. Heading to Oregon. We'll see what happens. USC, they go to Stanford. I didn't think they'd cover. They did. USC wins 41-28. Pretty uh, familiar score. If you're an OU fan, that's kind of how uh, we would win games, just kind of mm-hmm. outscore the opponent. But, boy, they jumped on them early. They kind of dominated this one. Yeah, they did. I'd say they gave up a couple of late TDs when they had the yep. reserves in. But it's a good win for USC. And notice they've jumped up. They are now number seven because everybody keeps losing. Yeah. Uh, they have a sneaky tough game this week with Fresno State. It is in Los Angeles, so so yeah. uh, they 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 they're they're playing well. Yeah, they're playing very well, and uh, it, Caleb Williams looks good. And I was walking when we were walking out of the stadium. I said that's going to be the biggest loss that came from that Riley situation is losing Caleb Williams. He's a stud, and uh, so we'll see what happens, man. He just he looks good. Yeah, nine and a half points is the spread on that USC game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll talk about that one on Thursday and we'll see what we think about that one. All right. Oklahoma State gets a big 34 17 win over Arizona State. Uh, Cowboys are 2 0. They look better this week, I thought. Sure. So a, a good win from them. That's a very good win for them. And uh, uh, they never are real good and imp- are real impressive in the uh, early season. So they got two under their belt and they got an easy one this week. So they just keep getting better and better. Yep, good win. I think they're a solid team. They're going to be a team you're going to have to definitely worry about messing with uh, if you want to win the Big 12 this year. Uh, Kentucky and Florida, that's speaking of big wins, this is a massive win for this Kentucky program. They go to Florida and they win this thing 26 to 16. They get two pick sixes uh, in this game. Man, a huge, huge win for the Wildcats. It is. And this is first time since 1976 and 77 that they beat Florida two years in a row. Yep. Uh, hit the nail on the head you did last Thursday when you said Stoops has made them tough. This is a tough team with a good quarterback, and that's how you win games on the road. And, uh, hey, they're right in the thick of things uh, in the SEC West, uh, East. You know, they've got Georgia, and, and their schedule's not real tough. So they they might – they've got – they're looking right at 10 wins. Uh, is Kentucky good or Florida overrated? I think we probably did tend to overrate Florida after that first uh, win of the season against Utah. But I'm going to tell you, I don't think Kentucky is an elite team. This no. is a very good team. You bet. That's, that's what I'm t- saying they are. Well, I- here's another thing I couldn't understand. Florida wasn't even ranked at, at in the preseason. Yeah. They beat Utah. Okay. They jumped them all the way to 12. Mm-hmm. They went from not even ranked to 12 by beating Utah. Now, I can see them being 20 or 21 or 2, but 12. And then they lose, and they don't fall out of the top 25. They go all the way down to 18. <laughs> well, I would have dropped them down into the 20s again. I mean, I don't, under, I don't understand that. 
how they rank things. No, I, I didn't understand that one either. But and uh, how they're not out of the top twenty at least is yeah, kind of crazy to me. But I, this Kentucky team is good. Uh, you know, Mattingly says, "Do you think uh, Will Levis is an NFL quarterback?" I think he's going to get a shot. I don't know if he's going to be great, but I'm really impressed with him. And you got to look at who who Kentucky's had at quarterback over the years. He's such an improvement for them. I think he's pretty darn good. What about you? Oh, I do too. And, and you got to have one. He's steady. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Stoops has just done a miraculous job there to get yeah. them consistent year in and year out. No one's ever done, been able to do that. Yeah. Or at least since the 50s. And, you know, when football wasn't like it is now. So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're tough. They're, they are tough to beat. They are. Jason says, yeah, week five, probably when they should have their first polls. And then Dennis agrees, says until week two's over, he shouldn't do them. So, but you know what I say about these polls? Absolutely nothing. They're meaningless. Yeah, they Absolutely are. Meaningless polls until we get to the actual college yeah. football playoff one. So, just for fun. Yeah, don't worry about it too much. Utah, speaking of them, they came back and beat Southern Utah 73 to seven. Uh, Michigan beat Akron 52 to nothing. Akron and Hawaii, they need to play each other. I think they do. They do. They're two of the worst. They are two of the worst. Uh, Miami beat Southern Miss 30 to seven. Get this Miami goes to Texas AM, uh, coming up this week. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see. Uh, can AM bounce back? Is Miami any good? That's an interesting game. What do you think of the Hurricanes after two games? Hard to tell right now. No, not. I don't think much of them. That's not an impressive win. No. Uh, would you be surprised if Texas A&M beats them? I wouldn't. No. Nope. Would not be at all. I think Texas A&M will beat them. They are the favorite right now. Sylvain chimes in, and I think he's right about this. He says, I don't know much about football, but I know Iowa quarterbacks suck. <laughs> don't have to know too much there, Sylvain. You're right. <laughs> Sylvain, you are correct, my friend. Yes, he is awful. We talked about that a lot. We'll talk about that Iowa, I'm sure, in a second. But yeah. uh, Papa Dude and I talked about that all the way down to, to Norman. It's like, it's not like it's a surprise. He sucked last year. Yeah. How can you not get a different quarterback in there? I don't anyway, know. All right. I thought this was a good win for the Razorbacks, 44 to 30. They got way ahead. Uh, the South Carolina came back, almost pulled off a backdoor cover, but not quite. Um, Razorbacks 2 0. Yep. Said, hey, Texas AM lost. Yep. They're looking good, aren't they? You better believe they are. And they got an easy one this week. They're going to be three and zero. They are a success story so far, and uh, ranked number ten in the country this week. Yeah, uh, maybe a dab high, but still two very very good wins. So uh, everything's rosy in Fayetteville. Yeah, I I really I watched the uh, watched this first quarter and a half before we had to leave, and of course followed it. I, I like their offense. I, I think they, they they are a really nice offensive team. I think defense is still going to be a struggle, but I like the Razorbacks. I, I was not with a lot of their fan base. I thought week one was a great win. And I think mm. it's a good win, too. Two games, two wins. They cover both times. There's nothing to be upset with. No. They're doing no. very well so far. So yep. good job on them. Tennessee. 30, uh, 20, a 34-27 win over Pittsburgh. It was a huge win, I thought, for Tennessee. They got behind in this game. It didn't look good for a while. They rallied, and they they kind of turned it on and, and won this thing. Big win for the for the Bulls. Yeah, they are, they're proving something to me. I had them. I thought they were overhyped. This is – I mean, Pittsburgh's not a great team, but this is a great win on the road when you get behind. Shows you got some guts. Uh, 
a win that, that may propel them to maybe nine or 10 wins. You know, that's, that's winning these kind of games makes a huge difference in your, on your record, but at the end of the year. So that's a good one for the, uh, the balls. And I, they made the honor roll this week at number nine. Yeah. Good, good win for the balls. It was a very good game. Uh, Pittsburgh just, uh, you know, I, I was with Jason. I thought Pittsburgh was going to win that thing and Tennessee pulled it out. So good, good, good job there. There's Truth exposed. Hey, uh, roll tie. They they won. Truth. So just yeah, you got it. Just be happy. Uh, North Carolina State beat Charleston Southern fifty-five to three. Washington State seventeen. Wisconsin fourteen. Wisconsin loses another game that the nobody thought they would lose. Uh, what? I mean, where are you? I, to me, they're the most overrated team almost every year. Every year, and again, they're just offensively challenged. They just don't have a dynamic enough offense. They're prone to get upset, and they did. And here's another bunch of Cougars. Probably nobody knows Washington State's the Cougars, but maybe uh, Wisconsin was looking at the Cougars too much. So uh, that's a that's a terrible loss yeah. for the Badgers. It was a good week to be a Cougar. It's always a good week to be a Cougar. <laughs> Washington State now two and zero. So we'll see if they can keep that going. Ole Miss fifty nine to three over Central Arkansas. Couple more to go here. There were a couple of good games. Wake Forest, boy, it was nice to see Wake Forest with their quarterback back. Sam Hartman is back. 45-25 win over Vanderbilt. That's uh, I, I thought Wake Forest was an exciting team last year. Kind of the the I know I'm not saying they're great, but just kind of that mid-level team that's fun to watch. And it was a nice win for them. Um, and then this one uh, overtime two weeks in a row for Houston. This time Texas Tech is able to beat Houston in overtime, 33 to 30. What do you think of that one? Well, I, I, I've got Houston overrated, too. So I do want to say, though, that the Texas Tech coach is doing a heck of a job down there. You know, that's a big win. For Huge the win. Players. Huge really win. Big. Yeah, very big win. We'll see if he can keep it rolling, but that's a good way uh, to kick off your, well, as your second game, but the real kickoff, basically. So, uh, yeah, big win for Texas Tech. All right. Did we go? We probably didn't go through all of your uh, honor roll and failing list. So well, we're running out of time. Go ahead. Well, we got to talk about Nebraska. Yeah, let's talk about them first. Well, I don't need to go through all of the lists, but uh, for time purposes, but we got to talk about Nebraska and the mess uh, that's up there. Uh, when you are Nebraska, no matter what your rank or what your team is. You simply cannot lose to Georgia Southern. You just can't. And so they they had to do what they did. And uh, when you fire a coach in the middle of the season, it's never good. It's just not good. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this week. And, of course, OU has to go up there. Uh, it's kind of it, – it, they should roll in this game. It's going to go one of two ways. Nebraska is going to rally around the new guy, or they're or they're not. So it's very very interesting to see what's going to happen. Let me ask you this: realistically, what can you expect for the next Nebraska coach? They've went through them. They they're getting worse. This Scott Frost, when they hired him, was a very good hire. Yeah, he left a Central Florida program that he built into a, a, a perennial power. They have not been very good since he left, which tells me he did a good job there. He's a good coach. What is next for Nebraska? What What's well, going to turn this around, and can they get anybody? I would love to hear somebody interview Barry Switzer and have his take 
on what's happened at Nebraska because he would know more than anybody else. You know, we all have theories. Uh, the, the, the prevailing theory is this. When they left the Big 12 and went to the Big 10, they lost recruiting in the state of Texas. Yeah. Because when they were in the Big 12, they played a lot of games in Texas, and they were still relevant in Texas. They don't have that anymore. They don't play in Texas. These kids coming out of high school now don't know who Nebraska is. They have not been relevant since 2003. Guys, think about this real carefully. Where can they get players at? Yeah. They don't have a recruiting base. Now you're going to argue, well, they never did. Well, when they were when they were super good, what was football like then? It was smash mouth. Mm-hmm. It was power football. They lined up with big old white linemen that could just mm-hmm. knock your socks off, and they ran over you. And they had skilled people that they recruited from California, Florida, Texas. Those guys, very few of them were from Nebraska. Right. If you've ever been to Nebraska, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But they got those big raw bone linemen out of the state of Nebraska. They lined up. They ran at you. They had a great defense. And they just overpowered you. They can't do that anymore. Football's not like that anymore. So – the recruiting has really affected them. Mm-hmm. But where they've really fallen off is their defense. It's awful. Well, they're scoring points. I've talked to a lot of people about this. I said there's no reason they can't be an eight and four type team. No, I agree. Can with they you. get back to the heyday? I don't think so. Can they get back to eight and four? Nine and three, respectable. Yeah, there's there's no excuse not to be. No, and, and what's killing Nebraska people? is back in the old days, you play Georgia Southern, it's 55 to nothing at the half. Yeah. You're not in a close game. Even if they'd have won 42 to 38, or even if they'd have made that field goal to tie it at 45 and went into OT and beat them, that's not going to be good enough. You know, the, the other bad thing, they – they aren't in there with Michigan and Ohio no. State in state. It's not like those are the team that's beating them. No. They're getting beat by the lesser half of the or the other the other side of the Big Ten. And yeah. I I can't believe that it's fallen to this level. I can't either. And uh I mean OU went through this in the 90s, but everybody just assumed once OU got the right coach, it was coming back. Because OU recruits the hell out of Texas. Yeah. And when you got Texas in your backyard and you get the right guy down there, they're going to get players, which is the name of the game in college football. Nebraska just doesn't have enough players across the board. But you look at who they're losing to. Like you said, look at last year. They lost to uh, Purdue. Yeah. That doesn't fly in Nebraska. In the old days, you'd beat Purdue by 30. Yeah. They lost to, to Minnesota, yeah. you know, to Illinois. Yeah. Give me a break. You just can't – those people just can't fathom that. They just can't. Forget about last year. This year they lost to Northwestern. Northwestern yes. lost to Duke. Yes. I mean, that is an awful loss. Forget about Georgia Southern. Yeah. They, I mean, that's a terrible loss. They it is. They had to fire him. 
And like Rob said, it's unbelievable. If they wait till October 1st, they save $7.5 million and they didn't do it. That's how fed well, up they are. Here's what it is. This was a PR move by the athletic director, the sure. director and the administration to show the fans are listening to them. That's yeah. all this is. And I saw Trev Alberts and he's a slick talker, you know, and he's impressive. He was impressive. I was listening to his press conference and I don't think they wanted to do it. I think they dearly wanted to stay that other couple of weeks Here's the thing. If you fire a coach this early in the season, you thought about firing him at the end of last year, and that's where they screwed up. Yeah. They should have pulled the trigger last year, and I, they didn't. I'm telling you, I don't know who they get. Well, there's been a lot of spec speculation. And listen, they're going to get somebody because they're going to be able to pay them, and they have wonderful facilities. So they're going to get somebody. But I've heard uh, – Mark Stoops. No Why would Mark Stoops leave Kentucky to go to Nebraska? He's not leaving. No, he's not going to leave an SEC job to go up there. Nope. Unless the bottom falls out of Kentucky this year. Yeah. Uh, probably the most – there's two guys that may be logical. One is the guy at K-State, uh, Chris Kleeman. But you could argue with Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12, he might have a better job at K-State than at Nebraska. I don't think he would leave. He may not. Uh, Matt Campbell, I think, is a fool if they offer it to him and he doesn't take it. He should that, take it, for that's sure. That's a guy that I think they could get. I will say this. He should take it. I think he's turned down better jobs than this. Probably. But he should take it now because Iowa State, I think, is impossible to keep winning year in and year out. They need to... Look at Oklahoma, in my opinion, and hire an assistant. You yeah, don't be. have to hire a head coach that's, that's already true. a head coach. I think they need to go get a young assistant who's hungry, and hopefully it works out. Well, I don't think they'll go that route unless they have to. They never have. Uh, I would say they might look, you know, Urban Meyer's been thrown out there. That's not Nebraska's image. It's not happening. And I don't think they're going to hire him. Urban Meyer has so much baggage on him now. Yeah. I didn't have even they back can't, then. They can't do that at Nebraska. Their image is squeaking. Why would he even go there? That's the other thing. Like, yeah. Why would Urban Meyer even want to go to Nebraska? You know? I don't know. But, you know, Probably. Nebraska's got this squeaky clean image, even though they had two outlaws that played for him up there and got in all kinds of trouble. Yeah. Osborne's last few years, he was recruiting anybody that was in prison that he could get to, to keep. Yeah. Them. He recruited, recruited pretty bad yeah. dudes for sure. Yeah. And he had this image as the All American guy. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But uh, a really, a coach has got to think twice before he goes up there right now. Because as you said, so many quality guys have failed. Yep. And, and they ran guys out of town that weren't bad either. So it's. That's right. The expectations are too high at this point. They, for at Nebraska. this point. Yeah. There cannot be those expectations. There's and no you know, way people are that, think. Yeah. Back to 11 and one. Kids that are coming out of high school now have no idea Nebraska was ever any good. No. They weren't even born when they were good. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's like you were 10 years old. No, you were 16 years old before you ever saw a good Oklahoma team. That's right, yeah. 
you always told me, why are they, why are you root for them? They suck. Yeah. So they've lost that mystique, uh, mystique. And once you do, it is so hard to get it back. And so they've got, a, they've got a, a, a real problem on their hands. Um, we were talking on the way home the other night, how, um, how much longer will that fan base stick together with them? I think they will because they don't have anything else to do. But, and I, I, I really don't want to talk about this too much because we got to play them this week. And I don't like talking about an opponent and really bad mouthing them until we're done with them. I expect a tremendous effort out of them Saturday. It's going to be close for a while. And it's just going to be. And what scares me about this game and what Nebraska's shown this year, the one thing they can do. They can move the ball. They have a very good quarterback, and they can move the ball. And that means we're going to have to score some points. Mm-hmm. Our offense hasn't shown that they're real dynamic. So mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of a scary game. I think we win. And the line on this game is fairly low. It has jumped to 11 now. Yeah. yeah. So, it, op- it opened at 5, and then it went yeah. to 8, and now it's at 11. It was yeah. 4 this summer. So I don't really want to talk about it too much more, but uh, it's a it's it's a it's a really interesting situation. I think Nebraska football, Rob, is a lot worse than Indiana basketball. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's a very good comparison, though, it is. because they have totally dropped. And and again, kids right now they don't care Indiana no. basketball. They don't care. Um, you and I do. We know what Indiana basketball oh, is. Sure. But I, yeah, I think Indiana is a little better than Nebraska, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a good comparison. It, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. God, just crazy to think. Hard yeah, I'm with you. I, I, the closer the game gets, it's like, yeah, this will probably be close. You know, it's hard to be from a, a, a person of the 70s, 80s, 90s. It's just almost impossible for me to think Nebraska, who were so consistent through those years, just year after year after year. Yeah, rarely had a season where they lost more than two games fallen this far. But it yeah. shows you it can happen. It can happen. I remember Nebraska coming to OU last year. I thought it would be a blowout, and they almost beat us. So we'll see. I'm with you. I'm not going to – I'm. I mean, it's a it's a dumpster fire up there, but if they beat us, I'm not going to sit here and be shocked. So Yeah. Um, but they should not. OU should win the game. So – Anyway, all right, that's it. That's what we got. You get, I'll tell you what, we'll do one. We'll do one question. You said you had one question. We'll do it. Okay. We'll do one, just one. Well, I got to see which one I think's the best here. Okay. They're really lighthearted questions. I don't think they're going to take a whole long time, either one of them. All right, do one, and we'll see how it goes. All right. Okay. What is something some people like to do, but you would never do it? What is something some people like to do? But I would never do it. What is an example? Like, well, it's uh, you only throw out mine and kind of give you. You do yours and set the tone. All right, I would never jump out of an airplane. I, I agree. Never in a million years could you get me to jump. I think even if it was going to crash, I wouldn't jump out of it. I agree. Yeah. Um, Data Cougar, certainly, Jason. I, I think that's. <laughs> Well, maybe we're going something kind of wacky here. Sylvain says skydiving as well. Um, yeah. I, I would say like uh, hiking. People like to hike up mountains. That's not, no. Mm-mm. 
You don't like to hike at all? No, not even a little bit. Nope. <laughs> nope, not even a little bit. Hiking, no. I don't like to hike in the mountains because it's hard. Now, what? Now you want to go for a walk? Fine. Hiking, elevations, no. There's mountains up in upstate New York, and uh, uh, some of our family members like to do that. No, I'd never go. Yeah, I went once. I did go once. I do love to hike, but not in the not in high elevation. The no. hills of Arkansas, I love it there. But nope. you would not jump out of an airplane. Um, no. No. How about zip lining? Would you do that? No, I don't want to do that. I'm scared of heights. I, I here's the deal. I used to not be afraid of heights at all. As a matter of fact, uh, I I did like uh, one of those giant swings. It takes you way up, and you it's like bungee jumping, but it's a swing instead of a free fall. Yeah, I did that. But uh, since I since I got like developed vertigo, like I don't know when that was, 2015. It's been seven years now. I the height. Okay. It acts up if I get up too high. I, I get yeah. a little scared. I can't do it. I'm not scared of heights, but I would not do parasailing. No, I wouldn't do any of it. Uh, no. Now, a plane ride I can do. For That doesn't bother me for some reason. But yeah. I don't like to get up on like uh, the fifth floor of a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a balcony, I don't go out on it. Like uh, uh, at Vegas, we were up on like the 20th floor. I didn't go out on that balcony. Piss on that. I'm not doing that. Okay. Okay. Right. Anyway, go with that one. Another okay. One. This is one because you're going to love my answer. Okay. What was your favorite subject in school? Oh, PE. No doubt. No, that doesn't count. That's not a subject. Um, favorite subject in school. I, I really hated all of it. Um, <laughs> I really did. I hated did you it. ever have a class, even in college, that you liked? Nope. <laughs> nope. I hated every second of school. Uh, <laughs> I guess when I got into like uh, uh, college, when you got into like, uh, there was an accounting class that was really good. Um, but I, I didn't can't say I liked it. We did. We took a salesmanship class. That was pretty good. I'll, I'll say that. But that's not really a subject. I, I hated everything. Um, well, that's a business class in college. That counts. I mean, uh, math, I guess, would be like a, a okay. set subject. Probably math. Yeah. Before I give you mine, Sylvain said he would never play in a triple X movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvain, I had no idea what you meant by that. No, that is so funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I well, worked in a, some of my math teachers weren't awful. Here's the funny thing, too. Students always would ask me this, too. They go, what was your favorite subject? And I said the same answer you did. I hated every class I was ever in, yeah. in high school and college. And I ended up being a teacher. <laughs> so they go, you mean you mean you didn't like history? Because that's what I taught. And I said, well, I had a history teacher in college that I liked. But as far as actually thinking I would ever do it, uh, no. So, yeah, it's, I ended up being a teacher, and I hated every subject. I, I went to college, you know, and I'll tell the people, I went to college first year. My, it was my major. I was going to be a teacher. And I just said, why, why am I? I hated school. Like, why am I hate this school that I'm at right now? Why would I want to stay in? So, yeah. Yeah, with you. Uh, physics because the hottest girl in school was my lab partner. JL says that's a good answer. Good answer. We didn't have any hot girls in our schools. <laughs> Speaking of cougars, I didn't know what a cougar was at this time, but I took an anatomy class in college, 
and my lab partner was a cougar. Well, I don't know. She's a cougar. She was an older woman. Okay, let's say that. Cougar when you were at 20. Yeah, she was probably 35, maybe. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I remember that class pretty well, but I, I'm not saying she was a cougar. So, no. uh, <laughs> okay, Sylvain, I do the questions, you don't. Who was well now, Sylvain? Who was the who who has the best uh, baseball mascot? <laughs> Chicken Philly fanatic. Oh, listen, those are good. Uh golly. I love the chicken. <laughs> yeah. He was the most famous, but Philly Fanatic is hard to beat. Yeah. Uh the Expos is guy, I don't remember him, but just a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So most mascots are pretty boring. They really are. But those yeah. two guys were, oh, they were fabulous. One more. Okay. Who are some of your favorite comedians? Oh, what a, what a question. Love all comedians. Love stand-up comedy. Um, I, I, Dave Chappelle is the GOAT. He's the answer. Um, he's the best. I like Jerry Seinfeld a lot. Um, hmm. Who else? Who are some of yours? Well, I think. Well, my Sebastian Manikowsko, I love him. I think he's hilarious. Um, I, I and Seattle drives right down the field and scores. Well, there goes everything I was talking about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, um, I tend to go to the guys that aren't vulgar. Okay. Well, Jerry Seinfeld would be for sure. So him, uh, there's a guy by the name of Brian Regan who is fantastic. You got a YouTube. Okay. Not real famous. He is. If you're, if you're a YouTuber, uh, he's great. Uh, my all time favorite Jason is George Carlin. That is, and I said, I don't like vulgar. George was vulgar in a very good way. And, uh, if you go back and listen to George Carlin today, he was right. <laughs> he hit everything right on. And, uh, He's great. Uh, Pop-Tart pop bit. Pop That's that? Brian Regan. Okay. All right. Uh, Rob, have you have you heard uh, Little League Baseball? That's my favorite one was him. Man, I've never, I've never heard of this guy. I'm gonna have to you mean, we're going to love him, Aaron. He is absolutely hilarious. I love most comics, so that would be great. <laughs> Gallagher. Gallagher was hilarious. Oh, I forgot about Gallagher. He was fabulous. That I agree. Was so he was hokey as hell, but he was funny. He was funny. I like I like Sinbad a lot. Sinbad was good. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy by the name of Stephen Wright. Have you ever seen yeah. him? I've seen Bill him. Fry, comedian. God, yep. funny, funny, Let's, funny. Two women I got to shout out that I've watched on Netflix and I was really uh, surprised as the word, but I didn't. Heather wanted to watch. I was like, yeah, they won't be funny. There's a somebody named Ali Wong. She's super funny, super super funny. Watch that and. Uh, can't think of the other one's name. Starts with an S. Uh, Blonde-headed. She's hilarious. I can't think of her name off the top of my head, though. But anyway, um, I don't know. Gosh, I wish I could wish I could remember that one. But anyway, I do like Ali Wong. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Eddie Murphy was funny. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Well, Eddie Murphy was fantastic. It's his skits that are what so. He's funny. fantastic. Uh, also, um, you know, uh, gosh. I can't think of their names. I can see him. Um, he's, he's kind of an older guy. He talks real funny. Um, 
Uh, I don't know. Well, there's I'm a lot. Of there's a lot of good ones. Uh, the thing with Seinfeld, he always brings up something that you did that you have done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Brian Regan, Google him. Google Little League Baseball, Man on the Moon. Yeah. There are just. Oh. What? Bill Burr. I think he's hilarious. I never heard of him. You never watched Bill Burr? He was great. And we're forgetting one that I think he is almost one of the funniest of all time. Chris Rock. He was fantastic. Yeah, he is. Uh, Richard Pryor was good. Yeah. Steve yeah. Martin was fantastic. Yeah. Steve His Martin very good. Were good, and he wasn't vulgar. Jim uh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim. Gaffigan. Yeah, he's got a real dry wit. He's good. Yes, he's funny. He is, and he's not vulgar. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So there are so many good ones, uh, but Carlin, I believe, because you listen to his stuff today, and everything he says is exactly what happened. That's a good one, Sylvain. I love that last one of yours. <laughs> there's not just, true. Bill Burr is great. Yeah, it's just one thing there, Sylvain. He ain't funny. No, it's not comedy. <laughs> That's real life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dennis says he never got Bill Burr, so I may have to listen, watch it now, Dennis. I may have to YouTube this dude to see why you didn't get it. I will say, I think he's. I think people either really like him or they don't. Okay. He's not like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people like him. I don't think Heather loved him too much, though. So okay. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Try I'm going through some of these. I have a tough time remembering na <laughs> uh, names. I know their faces. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan, I I really yeah. like him a lot. He is good. I saw him on something the other night. He was really good. Here's one that was good that we have uh, Bernie Mac when he was alive. Very good. Bernie was good. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, funny. he really was. Yeah. I'm really fascinated with comedians. I don't. That's such a hard job. It really is. It really um, is. Yeah. So I'm fascinated they can do it. Uh, Ryan Silman and I will talk about comedians all day long. Well, you know what? I think you and I have talked about this before. The thing about Seinfeld. You know, he never has to work another day in his life, but he still does stand up from time to time because he loves it. Yeah. He loves doing that. Yeah. And that's just, that's his craft. That's what he would rather do than anything else. And he certainly doesn't have to do it. Jim Jeffries. That name sounds really familiar. I'm not sure that I've heard of, or I've seen him. I've heard of him. Maybe I haven't seen him. So, yeah. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Well, we got a reaction on this part. I'll tell well, you. I, I think I think if you like comedy, there's there's so many that you just you love, um, and that's there's there's too many. I, I, let me type in female comedian, see if I can find that. There's, she's blonde headed, and she is you know miracle. I remember Ellen when she was doing stand up mm -hmm. back before she became Ellen. Mm -hmm. uh, she was pretty funny. She really was. I watched Ellen on Netflix, one, uh, her latest one. She's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah pretty she's good. pretty good, and she's not vulgar. Tim Allen is actually kind of funny. You know, that's a guy that I never did like in anything. And 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 I don't know. I just really don't. I mean, he's okay, but I just never did. You know, he's just one of those guys. I, I don't know. I never did like his shows that well. Everybody else did. But. I'm Googling here. I don't. Yeah, that's her. Uh, I don't know how you'd say her name. Liza Shellsinger. Hmm. I'll drop it in the chat here. Um, no, it's not Taylor Tomlinson there, Rob. There. I just put it in the chat there, Rob. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson. That sounds really familiar. 
to me, Taylor Hamilton. Let me. Oh yes, Rob. That's that's one of them. Yes, yes. Taylor <laughs> Tomlinson is hilarious. Yes. You know, Jason, Jason put Robin Williams on there, and I tell you what. Yes, Jason. no, Taylor Thompson is actually who I'm thinking of. Yes, Rob, okay. I love her. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, Jason put Robin Williams on there. And the thing about Robin Williams, he would just get off. He would just go nuts. And he'd start out on something and end up on something else. And half the time, I don't understand what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he could be hilarious, that's for sure. Yeah, Robin, Robin Williams was a nut uh, yeah. on there. But Robin he was good. He was very good. Oh, man. Thank you. Taylor Thompson. Love her. She's really good. Yes. Right. Yes. This this girl here is very funny as well. Um, okay. So. All right. Um, <laughs> I think we've covered most of them. Yes. I, I can't think of anybody else. Uh, uh, no. I grew up with George Carlin, and uh, he's classic. George Carlin was funny. Richard Pryor, very funny, older comic, too. I, I die laughing at him. But the goat is Dave Chappelle. I don't want to hear any any backlash. If you do, you like Dave Chappelle? No, I don't think I know who he is. Oh my god, we gotta go. All right, we gotta go. That's it. That's all the time we're allowed. Dave, I probably know him if I saw him. You know Dave Chappelle? Yeah, maybe. He, no, I don't think he ever struck a nerve with me much. I don't oh my god. Well, well, guys, we gotta go. He lasted an hour and twenty nine minutes before I had enough. So we got to uh, we got to. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy delirious was hilarious. Yes, I agree. All right, well, his skits on Saturday Night Live. Come on. Oh, he's one of the best. Yeah, Buckwheat. Oh my God. Yeah, Buckwheat singing the you know for all the hit songs. He's, yes. Oh God. That's well, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Murphy is extremely talented like oh, yeah. he can do things not a lot of other people can no. do no. um yeah, yeah mr robinson god then it says got a long way tonight until the show went back <laughs> <laughs> you guys love it that's why we do it we almost got off the air <laughs> yeah, i'm getting off right now my back's starting to hurt First appearance uh, for Charlotte tonight. All right, we got to go, guys. Uh, thank you all again for watching. Go watch Monday Night Football now, and hopefully uh, we can get a, a winner here. Uh, even though I did not bet this game. I, I'm with you. I, I didn't really care. I, bet, I watched too much, I think. So, all right, guys, get out of here, and we'll see you back yeah. here on Thursday analyzing all of week two of the NFL and week three college football. Like this is dudes who bet sports. Dudes who bet sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes who bet sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes who bet sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. <laughs>